Welcome to the John Gets Games podcast. In today's episode, you'll be hearing the audio from the update vlog that happened for September 2021. And in it, I cover a couple of general updates, as well as the shifting shelf and the upcoming schedule as usual. Now, I do want to mention that the only reason this podcast is being made is because of the direct support that comes in through the Patreon campaign for the channel. If you enjoy listening to my vlogs in podcast form like this, then I do hope that you would consider directly supporting that campaign, and you can learn more about it by going to patreon.com slash Games. The final thing I'd like to ask is that if you have any questions or comments about anything I say today, that you leave those as a comment on the YouTube page for the vlog, and you can find a link to that in the description of this podcast. Well, on that note, let's now move into the general updates, and as usual, I'll have a super brief Patreon campaign update. There were 14 new people who joined into the campaign over the last six weeks. Uh, this uh, vlog is a little bit later than normal, but still, 14 new people is great. There were quite a few people who backed out as well, so overall, things went down a little bit as far as support is concerned, but that's pretty normal, and I'm just super thankful to the new uh, supporters for the campaign, as well as the hundreds of people who are continuing to support this channel. Now, moving on to the general updates, I have essentially two to talk about, uh, and the first one is a little bit more personal, and normally I put those to the end, and you'll see why I'm doing it in this order. Um, <laughs> the last six weeks have been interesting. Uh, August in particular was a strange month for me uh, personally, as well as for John Gets Games. Um, <laughs> a couple of things happened. Uh, one is a recurring medical issue that's not a big deal overall, but it, it really bums me out when it happens. It's now happened three times, and it's treated and fine, but I essentially lost a week <laughs> of productivity when that uh, came up, which is not great, you know. Uh, I think in August I put out less videos than I normally do, and I also feel like my energy level and overall quality level in August might have dipped down a little bit, and I think um, a significant reason for that was this happening right there in the middle, and I don't want to go into the specifics. It just, you know, this is my job, my full-time job, and I don't get sick time. So when I don't work because of a medical thing, well, you know, less gets done, and then I have to try to catch up after that. So um, that's certainly one thing to balance. Um, now, within the month of August, uh, something rather interesting also happened in a, in a positive light is um, I put a bunch of time and effort into a new type of video, and that's actually the next um, general update that I'd like to talk about, kind of feeding into it, and that is that, um, well, myself and a couple of my friends are actively working on coming up with a new way to show playthroughs on this channel. Um, the idea being it's that it's uh, supplementary to the type of tutorials that I do already, and I don't want to go into too many specifics yet. I'm not formally announcing it, but I guess I'm essentially announcing that we are planning on doing something, uh, because we put quite a bit of time into it already. Uh, we've done, I think, five full tests uh, behind the scenes that you will never see <laughs> as we're working out the kinks of, of what we actually want to do, but the general vibe of it is actually playing through um, entire games with friends uh, and doing that using Tabletop Simulator for the most part. Um, these friends are not necessarily local, and also for a long time people have been asking me about um, you should collaborate with other people and you should play games with your friends, that'd be fun to watch, and I understood those requests. But at the same time, there's a lot of logistics there, you know, getting people over to the house. There's also equipment, having all of the cameras in the right spots, and I just, I just pushed back on it for a long time. But um, for various reasons that I'll probably get into more when I officially unveil this and actually start doing it, um, we've been just uh, trying to work on something like this behind the scenes um, using Tabletop Simulator because that lets you, you know, zoom in really quick, like your computer becomes your camera. And um, overall, I'm honestly really excited about this. Uh, the idea of playing games with my friends that also turns into, you know, playthroughs that people can also enjoy is super exciting. Um, there's 
a lot of kinks that we're trying to work through, um, just like the exact format of how we're going to be doing it. And there's a surprising amount of uh, pitfalls that we've already run into, which is part of the reason why we're continuing to experiment behind the scenes. But that does mean over the course of um, August and going into September, over the last six weeks, um, I've put tens of hours into this, uh, you know, recording these things, fully editing them, sending them out to a select few people to get some feedback and then doing that again and again. Um, that's essentially like five videos that I created over the course of that time that obviously never made it out to the public. Um, so that's also been taking time from behind the scenes. And I'm really excited about this idea of trying to, um, you know, put something else out there. Uh, I've been doing what I do here in the same way that I do it for a long time. And for me personally, I like the idea of shaking things up. Um, on top of that, there might also be a podcast type thing associated with it. Again, the specific details we're still hammering out. And uh, I'm hoping that this might happen at some point in October, um, probably not early October. So I might not be officially announcing it in the next one of these update vlogs, or maybe I'll just wait until the middle of October <laughs> to record it if I have something exciting to say. We'll just have to see. But, um, you know, this has been on uh, my mind for a couple of months now. Honestly, we've been mulling this idea for probably about five months, but then really putting a bunch of time and effort into it uh, recently. And I want to say something, even though maybe I shouldn't be officially announcing something like this just yet. So yeah, um, that is hopefully coming on the horizon. Um, we'll just have to see when the exact timing for that ends up being. Um, now that's actually going to finish up the general updates that I have for the moment, and now we can move into the shifting shelf. As usual, I talk about the new games that we've acquired into our collection, as well as the games that have left the collection to try and make room, and I'll begin by talking about the games leaving. Uh, the first one is Kali Mala, and I've actually owned this game for years. I picked this one up at Essen, um, I think in 2017, if memory serves, and I've really liked it, my many plays of this game over the years, but I found that the last couple times I've played it with other people, it hasn't resonated with my friends as much as it's resonated with me. And then just a few weeks ago, I actually filmed a tutorial and full playthrough for it um, for one of the Patreon videos for the channel. And something about it. I, when I finished up that video, I kind of felt like, I think I'm done with Kali Mala. Like, if my friends really enjoyed it, I think I would have kept it around. But the fact that I like it more than them, and I've played it many times, and I kind of feel like, I'm okay if I never play Kali Mala again, well, then that's probably going to put it onto this list because these days, usually that is the criteria that needs to be met in order to leave the collection is, um, would I be sad if I never played this game again? Um, and honestly, I don't think I'd be sad to never play Kali Mala again. I've played it, I think five or six times now. Um, and you know, I think it's probably better to move it on. We try to keep our collection to a somewhat reasonable size. Um, and honestly, I could say the same thing about all of the other games that are on this list that are leaving. Uh, Corinth is a small roll and write, uh, I think version of Yispahan, which came out many years ago. Well, Yuspahan came out a long time ago and Corinth was a few years old. I played it once. It was fine. I'd have no problem not playing it again. Um, Hadara is another one, which was a really neat uh, hand-drafting, engine-building style game that I played um, a few times. Um, but this one, again, didn't really click with a lot of people. And even though it's not a very complicated game, I realized that I would need to do a full rules relearn in order to play this one again. And I just don't really see myself running after doing that. So I think it's time to move that one on. Um, Steamrollers is a, I guess it's a, if I remember correctly, it's a roll and a write style, medium weight logistics train type company of like pick up and deliver and that sort of thing. I played it once. I liked it more than essentially everybody else who played it. And that was a couple of years ago and I've never gotten it played since. So Honestly, I think my enjoyment for it was fine, but there are so many other train logistics type games I would rather play for that time period that I think that one's going to go. 
And then finally, the Prodigals Club, which honestly has been dodging the call for years now. Um, I made a top 20 games of all time, et cetera, thing uh, video like four or five years ago. And I think the Prodigals Club was in the top three, maybe top two. <laughs> I was really high on that game when I first got it uh, because it's this fascinating engine building worker placement style Euro designed by Vladimir Suhi. And uh, the biggest issue with the Prodigals Club is it's got so many rules. It's essentially three different games or, or mini games uh, that all work together with the worker placement and the, all the engine building and all that kind of stuff. The theming is great of you just being a band of people who are despicable trying to have as a few points at the end of the game and as a little reputation and you're trying to lose an election. That's all kind of funny. But man, the rule book is, it's, it's dense. There's a lot of rules to it. And while I've really enjoyed this game in the past, I just think I would usually rather play Underwater Cities, which is a newer design by Vladimir Suhi that is actually quite elegant in its teach. Like, I think I could teach Underwater Cities three times in the same time it would take me to teach the Prodigals Club. And honestly, I think I enjoyed Underwater Cities more. So it's been sitting on my shelf for years untouched because I remember loving that game so much, but I have to be realistic and say that it's probably not going to get played again, just based off of the overall complexity of the teach. And because of that, I should probably try to move it on to maybe somebody else who can really enjoy the wonderfulness that is this game in a setting where maybe they actually play it more consistently so they don't have to go through entire rules uh, rereads. Uh, now, on that note, we can move on to the games that have arrived into the collection over the last six weeks. Uh, and the first one is Aristocracy. Uh, I played this one once at Board Game Geek Con 2019, I think. And it's a Reiner Knizia game that has an interesting conceit where you have just 111 face down tiles on the board. You shuffle them up and then on your turn, you flip up three of them. So you don't know what you're going to see. And then you activate all of a certain type of thing on the board. So it feels like it has this randomness thing going on. But also based off of the tiles that you reveal, you can start putting chains of your buildings on the board. And I just remember being pretty impressed with it and um, kind of wanting to get a copy of it. I just, I enjoyed that one play and I wanted to grab it. Uh, but then I, I looked into it and it had like a $60 MSRP, which seemed to me, honestly, a little ridiculous for the, for what you get in the game. Uh, it's a smaller than Ticket to Ride style box. And because of that, it just kind of fell off my radar. Um, then recently there was an announcement that Tasty Mitchell Games, which is the publisher of that game, um, is pulling back almost entirely from the publishing business. They're not going to be publishing any more games for the foreseeable future. And I realized that, well, you know, Aristocracy is only designed by them, so it'll probably go out of print at some point, or it's certainly out of print, but the copies that were printed are probably going to go away. And I looked into it and I found a $30 copy of it. So that's half the price of the MSRP. And I felt like $30 did match up with my expectations for what I thought the game was worth. So I picked up a copy of that one. Um, I also got a copy of Blitzkrieg with the new square box edition. It's the second edition. It also has the Nippon expansion in there. And Blitzkrieg is just a wonderful two-player game. It's uh, World War II in 20 minutes is the tagline. And I've really enjoyed playing this one on Tabletop Simulator. And so now that the second edition came out, I decided it's time to actually get a copy of it. I've been hearing that there's been the second edition coming out for a while. And so I intentionally held off getting the first edition because of that. Uh, I haven't actually played it yet, but I'm looking forward to. Uh, the next game I've acquired is Chicago Express, which <laughs> is uh, not a new game. Uh, it, for many people, they consider this the quintessential Cube Rails style game. It does a lot of great things that Cube Rails games do. And I've played it once and I really enjoyed it. And then a few weeks ago, I found out that you could actually buy a copy of this for $39, I think it was, shipped, including the shipping price. Uh, and it also came with the expansions for it, or at least the first two. 
And that was just too good for me not to pull the trigger on. So I bought that one directly from Queen um, just to kind of fill out my Cube Rails collection a little bit. I felt like that is definitely one that could fit in really well because it does a lot of things really well. And honestly, I really enjoyed my one play of it. So, you know, I'm looking forward to playing that one more. And my one play was on Tabletop Simulator. Uh, when I enjoy games on Tabletop Simulator that I don't own, I really try to put my money where my mouth is and, you know, acquire a copy of that. Um, after that, there is Ginkopolis or Ginkopolis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, this game came out a long time ago, like seven, eight, nine years ago. And it was essentially most known for being incredibly out of print for many years. Um, there, for a long time, everyone said how great that game was and how like incredibly expensive it was, like well over $100 because it was just so hard to get a copy of. And then recently it got back into print. There was a new print run that went out a few months ago. And because of that, I decided to uh, grab a copy of it. I actually watched a uh, playthrough video of this one made by Before You Play, and that really sold it for me. Uh, that video was great. The game looked really interesting. Um, so I went for it. <laughs> Maybe part of that's because it was so hard to acquire before, and now it's easy to acquire, and it'll probably be hard to acquire again in the future. Um, maybe that was a bit of a splurge, but either way, I am looking forward to trying that one. Um, after that, there's Origins First Builders, which is the new board and dice uh, medium weight Euro game. In fact, <laughs> you can't see it, but it's just off camera right now. Um, I have it fully set up and I'm planning on um, starting to record the tutorial for that one um, right after I finish filming this video right here. Um, it's a dice worker placement type allocation game, um, but you don't actually roll the dice once you have them. Um, it's more like Teotihuacan where the workers improve as you continue to use them. And once they reach a six, you remove them and then they can score you points. So there's a bit of a cyclical thing going on there. Um, there's definitely some Teotihuacan vibes without the rondelle. And it seems like it has less going on, which honestly excites me because my biggest gripe with Teotihuacan is I felt like there was too much going on in that game. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to digging into it. I haven't actually played it yet. I've read the rules. Um, so I'll be playing that one soon when I record the tutorial uh, later on this afternoon. Finally, I got a copy of Scout. Um, this one was discussed in the most recent uh, Good Games vlog that I put out a few weeks ago. Um, it's a fascinating uh, card-shedding, climbing-style game where you can actually rotate your cards to invert their values. And um, if you're at all curious about that one, then please check out the Good Games vlog that I put out a few weeks ago. It's the most recent one. So if you look to the Good Games playlist, it'll be right there at the top. It's a fascinating little game that you can only currently buy from Amazon.jp, which is the Japan Amazon store. So I did end up picking up a copy of that one, and I haven't been able to play it just yet. I've I've had a couple of opportunities to play it with people, but it hasn't actually happened. But I'm going to keep pushing for it because I really did enjoy my one play of that one, and I could see playing this one a lot. Uh, Teach You is one of my favorite games of all time, and that is a card-shedding, ladder-climbing game that requires four people. It also has a complicated teach for new people to the game, and it frequently takes more than 60 minutes, uh, whereas Scout can play between three to five players. I think there's a two-player variant, um, and it's very simple to teach, and it only takes like 20 to 30 minutes to play. So I feel like there's definitely a spot for it in my collection. Um, so yeah, that's Scout. I'm looking forward to playing that one more. Um, so yeah, now we can move on to the upcoming schedule, uh, and I'll be talking about this week and the next two weeks. And this is currently week 37, and um, after this video goes out, I'm planning on putting out a games radar vlog for the first time in about eight weeks or so. I haven't actually done the research for that one yet to find all the new games that have uh, happened, but I'm hoping to put that out later this week. And then also I'll be putting out a Patreon-supported um, Circadians, the uh, first light tutorial video. Uh, that one's done, actually. It's, it's already posted out to the patrons so they can watch it early, and I'm planning on putting that one out 
in a few days uh, later on this week. So, um, yeah, they get to watch it without advertisements for about five days before it goes live. Um, after that, in next week, which is week 38, uh, I'm going to be putting out a tutorial and playthrough for Eastern Empires, which is half of the Eastern slash Western Empires combination that is Mega Civilization, which is a up to 18-player game that can take like 15 to 18 hours to play. Um, in Eastern Empires, there's this new variant where you can play with three or four players, and I'm going to be showing the three-player game. And even the three-player game with this variant supposedly takes between five and six hours to play, so it's definitely not going to be a full playthrough. Um, I've already read through the, like, 70 pages of rules for it and sent a bunch of questions and got re uh, responses back, so I'm hoping to start working on that one tomorrow, if not the day after that, and that one is going to be due a week from now, so I definitely don't have that much time. I'm a little intimidated by this one. It's a big project, uh, but I'm also looking forward to digging into it. Um, later in week 38, I will also be doing the live Q&A vlog for September, that is going to be on September 22nd at 11 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. And as usual, it'll probably take about an hour or so. And then a day or two later, I'll put out an edited version of that Q&A to the podcast as well as to the uh, main YouTube channel. Um, that week, I'm also planning on putting out the tutorial for Origins First Builders, which again is right here off camera that I'm about to start working on. Um, so I'm, I'm about a week out with working on all of these projects. So that one's hopefully coming out next week. Uh, after that, there's week 39, which is the last week of September. Um, I'm planning on putting out a video for City of the Great Machine, which is a one versus many strategy Euro game. Uh, I've skimmed through the rules. It looks quite fascinating. There's gears and stuff like that going on in the art anyway. Um, and I don't think I've ever tried a one versus many Euro game strategy type game before. So uh, that one will be going out in a couple of weeks. Um, also, hypothetically that week, I'll be putting out a video for Magical Friends, which is a lighter weight style game where you are... Um, sorcerers trying to conjure up these fantastical friends of yours and then you send them out on paths to go to the pub and tell everybody how great a friend you are. The theming is really goofy on it. Um, it has a bit of a linear path thing going on, but there's definitely some combos happening there. And I actually filmed the video for this one like two months ago. It's been done for a while for various reasons. And it's my understanding that it's going to go public um, in the last week of September. Uh, finally, I'll be putting out a video for Tales from the Red Dragon Inn, which is a cooperative um, dungeon crawl-y type game with a bunch of characters from the Red Dragon Inn series. Um, I have the prototype for that one in the studio already. Um, I'll just probably start working on that one a week or so from now so that it's ready for the launch in a couple of weeks. Uh, so yeah, that's what the current schedule looks like. I will say that it's very likely there will be a good games vlog that happens somewhere in the middle of the next couple of weeks. I've been able to play a couple of new games and I would like to talk about them. I just have to figure out how to weave those in amongst all of the other stuff that's going on. Um, when I schedule those, I put them up on the channel a few days ahead of time. So you should hopefully be able to see that in the subscription feed. And if that happens, then of course, you know, a day or two later, I'll put out an edited version of it. So yeah, that's the upcoming schedule. And that's essentially where things are at for now. Um, it's almost the middle of September right now, and um, I've already completed all of the Patreon-sponsored videos for the month, uh, mostly because I knew that I had Eastern Empires as well as some of these other, um, you know, medium-ish weight games to cover in the back end of the month, and I wanted to make sure that I could actually make all of this stuff happen. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to jumping into the game that's on the table, and uh, also Eastern Empires. I think I'm going to try to do some um, time-lapse, fast-forwardy type things for some of the civilizations growing out there on the map. Um, hopefully that one turns out well. I, I imagine it will, uh, even though I am a little bit intimidated by it. So yeah, that's going to bring this to a close. Thanks for listening.